It is Sunday, February 25th, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Talking Elimination Chamber tonight, got Raj Geary and the return of Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how's it going, man? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing well. Doing well. So, Matt, we'll start off. General thoughts. What did you think of the show tonight? Big production. Um, it started off great. The women killed it. Um, but uh, the the you couldn't avoid the overly predictable Roman finish, so it's hurt, hurt it for me a little bit. I, I thought the whole show was predictable, but I thought at the same time the good the the main stuff delivered. I thought the the women's match. I had the women's match might have been better than the, the men's chamber. It was. Match. It was. Yeah. Um, but I thought the men's chamber match was still good for what it was. Um, the Rousey segment I thought was better than than expected uh, and those were kind of the three most pushed things the rest i thought really sucked <laughs> but um but you know that was the push stuff was was good mm-hmm. yeah um so i guess let's hop into it and discuss it if you're tuning into this assuming you watched elimination chamber don't have to give you the big beats about uh ronda roman going to wrestlemania to face brock alexa retaining the bar retaining uh oscar's streak remaining unbroken but yeah man let's uh talk about about the segment so we started with the women's elimination chamber match so what were the high points we had had the the dark match did you watch that oh yeah yeah yeah. part of me the pre-show did you watch that man no oh so it was gallows and anderson versus the miztourage i i i I had it on the background i had other stuff going on but i saw gallows and anderson get the win was was it any good so solid. I mean, all of these guys can work a match. I think that, you know, I don't know what this does for Gallows and Anderson, although the interview after was with Dash and Dawson, um, I believe setting them up to do something with Gallows and Anderson. But I thought what was most interesting is the interviewer called uh, Dawson uh, Gallows when he started the interview. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's not a good sign for these guys. Um, they, they, those guys have been feuding forever. The revival with yeah. Uh, Dallas and Anderson. Well, I think we're going to have more of that going forward um, if we went to them after. So, women's elimination chamber match for the Raw Women's title. Mandy Rose versus Sasha Banks, Sonya Deville, Bailey, Mickey James, and Alexa Bliss. So, Absolution, uh, let's see. Sonya started this off, I believe, with... um, Yeah, with Bailey. Bailey. And then Mandy came in. Then Sasha came in, then Mickey came in, then Alexa came in. Uh, Mandy Rose now is the distinction first woman eliminated from the Women's Rumble and from the first Women's Elimination Chamber match tonight. But, Matt, what were the high points of this match for you? There was too, too many to sit here and call out, obviously. Um, the entire match itself was a high point. They did, I thought they did excellent storytelling. I think um, DeVille had a, a, a fantastic performance for being so new. Um the thing she, all her stuff looks very good right now in the ring. Her kicks, uh, they're doing a good job of showcasing her strengths and hiding her weaknesses. Mandy is still is getting better as well, but her facials and her expressions, getting within her character in between the moves, like when she loses and starts smacking the mat, it's still hokey as hell. But she's getting there. Is my point. Um, but the match itself, I mean, what do you say? It was a match. It was a fantastic match. Great storytelling. Love the stuff with. Um, I don't like that Michael Cole buried the hell out of Bailey at first hmm. um, when, when Sasha turned on her. You know what I mean? That's the little things they got to be careful of, that they're not careful of. These stupid announcers go out of their way to put themselves so, so goddamn much. ruin a lot of wrestlers' storylines and, and make them look like idiots sometimes. 
It's like, Cole, shut the fuck up. You don't have to be Mr. Know-it-all all fucking time. We don't give a shit if gay plan is one or two words. Shut your fucking mouth. Get the talent over. End of story. Yeah, I really, I really like when uh, Sasha turned on Bailey. I think Sasha just looks so cool there, and I think she just came across as such a like she could be such a great heel if they uh, if they allowed her to just you know run with it. She's got, she's got that attitude that uh, that swagger. She I think she could be a fantastic heel. So I, I really love that. I love Sasha doing the frog splash on Bailey. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought actually at the beginning of the match, I, I thought it was kind of there. It, I felt like it took a little bit to to gain momentum, but once it did, I thought it was it was really strong. I, I, I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was a really good match, and uh, uh, I loved uh, the Alexa Bliss promo at the end. Oh she God. almost got me. Hook, line, and sinker. I was just oh, like, I yeah. guess turning her face. I had the tweet ready to hit send before she uh, <laughs> did that swerve at the end. The tears got me. Because, you know, that's such an old school heel tactic, right? You start uh, acting appreciative and then you, you turn on the crowd at the end. But Alexa just pulled it off great. I loved it. It was awesome. Mickey got the big high spot going off the chamber. I thought it was really nice. Um, yeah. Just the layers here. You know, I know we harp on what SmackDown's lacking. But, man, what I loved is there were so many layers of stories here with the uh, the factions, the friendships, the turns. I thought this was great, and I think uh, hell of a way to start the show, but double-edged sword, because I thought nothing else popped quite as much as this opening match. Me too. Yeah, they, they, yeah, I, I agree with that. I thought, the, I thought the Rousey stuff was pretty cool, but, um, but yeah, real quick, we had you had Mandy Rose getting eliminated first by Sasha, then Mickey getting pinned by uh, Mickey pinning Sonya. So Absolution were the first two out, um, and then. Uh, Alexa eliminating Bailey, and then ultimately it was Alexa eliminating Sasha. Oh, wait, who who got rid of Mi- Mickey? I'm forgetting. Oh, Bailey pinned Mickey. Hmm. So anyway, that was uh, that was that. Hell of a match. After that, we had the Raw Tag Team Title match: Titus Worldwide versus The Bar. And uh, yeah, I'm surprised that The Bar retained here. They uh, made really? well just because I thought something had to happen that wasn't predictable tonight. I figured Alexa would retain. I figured that Asuka's streak would stand. I knew Roman was going to WrestleMania. I said, here's the one surprise. Here's the one thing that could happen that would be a change from the status quo. Because I feel like the status quo was largely maintained tonight. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, these mid-WrestleMania, you know, the pay-per-views between Rumble and WrestleMania are just kind of filler. Nothing yeah. really happens on them. It's just kind of just kind of to do something, get them out of the way. And then you start the build because they don't want to do the build too early almost, or they feel like they still have to do the, the pay-per-view a month. So, but you know, they got their plans and they got to get there. And really we follow this stuff. How many people that don't follow the, you know, wrestling on the internet. And I'm, I'm guessing it's becoming more and more of a high percentage that do follow it. Um, But how many people that don't follow it, that just watch it casually, predict would predict all this stuff hmm. you know predicted alexa yeah, that's a good predicted point. that i'm sure a lot of people probably thought braun was winning so. mm-hmm. what did you think of the match man the tag match yeah good well executed and just about two teams i don't give a crap about though that's that's yeah. really that's the way i looked at it honestly it was a little sloppy at times this one I, I didn't care about the match i just didn't i didn't care about the outcome I don't know. 
Yeah, it was it was a little sloppy at a couple points, and it it just felt like a bathroom break, which I feel like title matches shouldn't feel like that. I feel like this has been a problem with every feud the bar's been in, even when it was the bar going up against uh, Rollins and Ambrose. Um, you know, these matches, they're very good from a technical perspective. They do great stuff in the ring, but I feel storyline-wise, they just always go on exceptionally long, and with rare exception, you don't see anything particularly innovative or fresh. Um, it's just showcases, which are great, but there's not a lot of storytelling there and not a lot of investment. Um but yeah, so uh, Oscar versus Nia Jax. Okay, so most people, I'm assuming, thought Oscar was going to retain tonight, even if you're not part of the internet wrestling community. Um, yeah. How do you think they made Nia look, Matt? What do you mean, Oscar retain? Oscar uh, with her streak. She kept her streak. Part of it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very. This match was very well done, actually. Mm-hmm. I usually, I told you, I'm not in favor of Oscar selling, but. The, the friggin' horse has been out of the barn for friggin' 10 weeks now. For that, never happening, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the match was very well executed. Uh, I think Naya had a very good showing for herself uh, all around, actually. Um, I like that match a lot. I liked how they made Naya look strong. Um, it was, a, I don't know. I liked how she kept getting out of what she got out of. I liked the, the, the power moves that she was able to pull off. I mean, she's improved, so I got to give her credit because she's so, she's someone I used to like couldn't stand watching, and now, you know what I mean. She's definitely improved a lot. Got my respect a lot. Yeah, she has improved a lot. Uh, there were there were a couple times where they seemed a little out of position on certain moves and things like that, but there was nothing wrong with this match. I I, I didn't really get into it, and I think part of that is that predictability thing you talked about. You kind of know who's winning, and they never did much in the match that made you start thinking they might have changed plans or it might go the other way. But they did Oscar did sell really hard. Look at how she looked when they raised her hand and how woozy she looked um, right before Naya attacked her. I liked that. I like that this was not the cakewalk victorious Oscar that we're used to seeing. I like that she looked like she really had to fight it out this time. Um, and I thought the beatdown after was interesting. And I wonder if maybe there's some um, storytelling there that they're going to keep her off TV between now and Mania. To- yeah, well, you know what I'm what I'm, I'm guessing. Huh. Is that they keep her off a of TV until Fastlane, and then she shows up and challenges Charlotte. Oh, yeah, it's two so, weeks. I mean, not that hard. Yeah, one exactly. week. It's like one raw. Yeah, two raw stops. Yeah. Yeah, and then they go with Nia and 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 Bliss at at Mania. So that's that's my guess. Yeah, that could be good. Um. Okay. Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy. Happy Matt Hardy got a win. That was nice. And a crowd was behind them. Well, except for the whole beach ball segment of the uh, and doing the wave. Yeah, the crowd was really just entertaining themselves. They're chanting Rusev Day and beach ball, you know, chanting for the beach balls and booing when it's one of the beach balls got confiscated. Um, uh, I'll be honest, I fell asleep for five minutes of it. And at oh. the very, and I woke up with all them yelling, delete, 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 like crazy. <laughs> and make it his goofy noises that he makes. Um, I swear to God, the beginning as well, I saw that. So I, I don't know what I missed with the beach ball. By the way, what was with that promo we cut at the, the beginning of the show or was on the pre-show where he said I'm in Abigail's womb? It was like, dear Lord, when he was in the Bray smoky environment. I was like, God, mm-hmm. that's something else. Um, but I have to say the one thing that I thought was really cool when Bray did the appearance that Matt disappeared. I liked that. That was cool. I wish they'd busted that out earlier. That was a cool move. 
Yeah, I, I did like that. Oh, one one thing real quick, that Andre the Giant documentary trailer, it looks so awesome, that, that oh, documentary. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember I used to be I used to be scared of Andre when I was a kid. Really? Like yeah, like I, I used to think like they did this angle one time where him and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and he was choking out Hacksaw with this strap and then Hacksaw knocked him out with this two by four. And Hacksaw's just in the ring celebrating and I'm like, get out of the ring, he's gonna kill you. He's gonna get up and kill you. I remember being <laughs> like legitimately worried for Hacksaw. But uh yeah. I mean my, my daughters just watched the Princess Bride last night and uh anyway. I'm really, really pumped for that. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I think tonight, to the crowd, I mean, look, I know these were expensive tickets. I know they ended up doing a two-for-one to fill some seats there. But, man, when you spend pay-per-view money, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's their form of protest just to amuse themselves and be dicks during some matches. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in a second. Even during the Ronda intro there, they were busting out with some what's Triple H and whatnot. I mean, just, I don't know. I think as a crowd, like, you know what you're in for, right? I mean, it's the product. If you like the product well enough to go to a pay-per-view, I think uh, cut them some yeah, slack. I agree. Yeah, Just be polite. I, I, I agree. You don't do that shit at a movie theater. Right. You, 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 you don't. You don't do right. that at a rock concert either. So, yeah. so why, why do it here? And, and this is where I think it's important. Yes, you listen to the fans. You do. And one could argue, you know, we've been – we fans have been oppressed for years and they've never listened to us and we've had it. That crap, that doesn't work here. This is just being outright disrespectful to, to dudes that are on the road and away from their friggin' families four to five days a week to entertain your spoiled asses. Sorry, it is what it is. I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. But the one positive is at least uh, I'm sure WWE much rather prefers the fans chanting Rusev Day instead of CM Punk. So <laughs> that, there was that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, know, Corey man. Graves was playing it off like the uh, the the chants were directed at Bray, and that was the fans are going crazy. They're nuts tonight. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're under the spell uh, of Woken Matt Hardy. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Matt, you that, froze up there. That's the announcer's job, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Bobby yeah. needs to do a great job with that, and, and I always appreciate that. You know what I mean? That's your damn job. Is is to is to help the talent get a little bit more over, help tell the stories a little bit better, um, you know what I mean, and try to control the narrative if you can on yeah. these storylines and characters. Yeah, yeah. I, but no, that being yeah, that being said, this match I, I was not a fan of this match. I thought it was it was there. No, um, it. I hope this feud is over. God, if tomorrow if nope. Matt Hardy's doing something, Bray Wyatt shows up on the Tron, I'm just gonna throw something at the TV. You know no, what? You won't. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, that's something just hurting yourself. You know? um, but uh, you know, I can't remember who it was on Twitter talking about this. I know Wrestling Inc. may have retweeted it. What if they pair these guys together? Ugh. Get hey, them away from each other. I think you put them together. The crazy shtick. You know what? At this point, I think they messed up the Woken stuff so bad that I, I'm fine with them dropping the whole thing and when Jeff Hardy comes back and just going back to being the Hardy Boys. Feel really? like this gimmick has brought them brought him down as a, as a star. You look at where the Hardys were a year ago, you know, like how you know insane they blew up at WrestleMania and how nuts they were going every time they were out. And now it just feels like fans are just they, they're trying to get into it. They'll chant delete and 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 they want to get into it, but it's I just feel like the production and the stuff that they've done is just so hokey. It's not like 
that stuff they did in TNA where it was so raw and gritty that it it felt different and unique. It just feels stupid now. Where, where's the stuff that they said they filmed at Matt's house? When are you going to see that shit? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Matt says that in interviews, just hoping that it'll happen. Uh, because, it, <laughs> you know, it doesn't look like they're really putting a lot of resources into this gimmick. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I think Jeff Hardy coming back as Brother Nero would just bring him down as opposed to either being a singles or even still being paired up with Matt. Yeah. So let's talk about the Ronda Rousey segment. You know, this was a big deal tonight. They hyped this. No, real quick. Hardy won that match with the. Yes, Hardy did win. Um, So we had Triple H. One more thing, Matt. What you were saying with his uh, his hip or something, you could really you really noticed it in this match. Matt did seem to be limping a lot. Um, All right, Glenn. Sorry. No, it's cool. (laughs) Hey, want to make sure we get it all in, right? Um, So Ronda came out tonight. In there was Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. Man, this was a little tough. I mean, Rhonda with the promos, I feel like maybe they didn't want to give her a script or I don't know if she's not used to working that way. But this was quite a soap opera angle. I think Kurt Angle was the MVP, even with his flub about WrestleMania 21 versus 31. Um, But setting up this idea that it's going to be Rhonda and partner to be named, I'm assuming Kurt Angle against Triple H and Steph. What did you think of this segment, Matt? I don't know. I liked it. There's parts I didn't like. There's parts that made me, like, get uncomfortable. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I started to get that uncomfortable feeling whenever she talks. Um, yeah. I, I, it was starting to happen, but then something would happen. Like, Kurt would say something. Stephanie would say something. And you'd get it back on track again. And then it would – I don't know. It just seemed very – I don't know what it is. I still don't – I can't put my thumb on it. I really can't as to what – I can't put my finger on it, not my thumb. It's not the same. Um, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't know what the hell it was, but there was something about it that made it a little uncomfortable for me, but yet I was excited. I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was into it the whole time. Uh, I, I was really interested to see how the crowds would react, and it was like they cheered her when she came out with her music. Then once the music mm-hmm. stopped, they were booing her, and then there was like a Ronda chant, and it sounded like they turned up the mic wherever the fans were chanting Ronda Rousey. And then they were chanting something else I couldn't make out. Um, it, was, uh, it was a weird crowd response. You couldn't tell uh, exactly how they felt. But they popped at the end when Ronda put Triple H through that table. Right. And you saw uh, Daniel Cormier and Kane Velasquez. Did you see them at ringside? They were no. cheering Rousey on, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – I, I, thought, I thought this segment was better than I expected. I thought – but I agree. I think uh, Triple H, Stephanie, and, and Kurt really carried it. Kurt had that, yeah, he had that flub where he said, uh, yeah, Triple H, you said that since WrestleMania 21, I mean 31, that you, you want to own the bitch or you know, something along yeah. those lines. So she's a baby face. I mean, man, with a smile like that. And I love that. She looked genuinely very yes. happy to be there. Too. Yes. That was yes. fantastic. That's true. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, you try her out as a baby face. If fans turn on her, you could always turn her to get, you know, put Paul Heyman with her. Um, there's a lot of things you could do. So, um, you know, and they'll get their they'll get their their headlines with Rousey putting Triple H to the table. So, and that's that's what they want. But will know, she something be- with Stephanie? And that she's the one really benefiting from this. Just kind of sits, <laughs> sit well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so you think she'll show up on Raw tomorrow night? They were alluding to that being a possibility. Yeah, I think the fact that they would even tease it means that she's going to be there. No way. You don't think you so? I think so. I think when we see what happens with what Stephanie says after tonight's Raw on WWE Network, we'll we'll, we'll tip our tip the hand in that favor. We'll we'll know is what I'm saying. I think. But yeah. but as of right now, because they were very careful with their wording, if you go back and listen to the announcers. Yeah. You know, they're like, that would be amazing, you know, when they're t- talking about her coming, you know, not that for sure she'll be there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I guess on Raw Talk, they did say she'll be there. So. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm um, interested to see what that number does now. I want to see if she fails again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Like, that's not fair, though. She didn't actually show up. But yeah. We all thought she was showing up that next Raw. Right. But I'll tell you, though, since that happened, the women's division on Raw, the way they're scripting it and doing the segments has gotten so much better. And you know what? I think dislike the fact she's coming in, taking the spotlight from other women, whatever, but she's going to elevate that division and make that division much more of a priority for WWE creative. And if you want to know what the opposite of that looks like, watch SmackDown Live with its one women's segment. So, you know. Juan bringing up that Kurt's uh, flub-ups are becoming painful. They've been happening a lot. Um, I don't settle know. down, I don't know Juan. Here's a man who's shut up. I'll take over. <laughs> Juan, settle down. He, not you, him. These guys, guys, settle. He's, he's taken his life back in control. He was an addict. He's sober. He's clean. For the first time in years, he's trying to do this um, drug free and not as a functioning addict. Um, yes, he's flubbing. I get it. But at the same time, what, what, where does the point of you guys come in and go? You know what? This dude entertained me for years. You know, he may flub a line or two, but you know what? Good on him. He's back. He's doing it the right way. And he's trying to be a role model again. And, do, and, and, and for the years of entertainment this dude has given us and sacrificed, becoming an addict. No one wants to become an addict, people. Um, and almost losing his family. But yet is able to come back. It's a hell of a story. So I'm only giving the benefit of the doubt every damn time. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. that. I just think if, if he's having, if the scripted lines are not natural for him, and why not just have him then, you know, be off the cuff? You kind of give him the direction of which way to go because he's shown back in the past with this promo that he's great. So stop making him do these lines verbatim and uh, give him some leeway. I think he'd be awesome like that if he was a little looser. There's something happening there because Kurt can memorize. I'm not exaggerating this because I'm his friend or some bullshit like that. I'm being honest. A TNA, I've seen him with 10 pages. 10 mm-hmm. pages. Yeah. Okay. And he never would miss anything. And, and so I'm wondering if the pressure there is different. Are they, do they, I'm not saying they put him down, but do they, they, do, they, do they talk to him differently? Do they treat him differently? Something's going on here. It's not adding up. Yeah, I could see that. And probably the way they do creative now backstage is probably a lot different than it was in his last run with the company. I was going to say TNA was very last minute as well, though. Like, mm. hey, Kurt, Kurt, here's your script. Do you think in this case they're like you really need to you know emphasize this part or emphasize WrestleMania 31 or you know like things like that where he's almost got that part really in his head to where it can cause uh... I don't get WrestleMania 21 and 31 I honestly don't I, I can't think of what would make him say that yeah yeah I mean whatever though man I mean look if I were him or anyone involved tonight I'd be nervous for Ronda being that here I am we probably just got the script finalized this afternoon and here we are now doing a four person skit and it's not like we ran this a hundred times and we're doing it in the middle of this pay-per-view I mean contract signings at a pay-per-view when's the last time that happened in the WWE 
And you know? plus, you know, when you bring up TNA, Matt, it's also he's cutting promos really about himself and like what he's going to do to a wrestler. And, you know, and I, I wonder if that mentality is just different as opposed to when you're doing these lines as a authority figure. I don't know. Could, could be. Uh, you know, I watched this afternoon, though, while we're speaking of Kurt Angle, a photo shoot. Did you watch this episode of that on the network? No. no. Very good. Very good. Highly recommend it. Nice uh, sort of like bookmark. Shops. with Shops and Miz. Oh, Miz was great. Yeah, but Kurtz was very, very well done. Uh, very good. Nice bookend with his Hall of Fame speech. Um, but yeah, I think after Mania, he's going to be back to being a, a in-ring performer, right? I mean, there's no way he stays as GM with this angle. Why not? I mean, it's kind of like, okay, so he ratted no, out. So. He ratted out the plan. He ratted out Stefan Triple H's plan. Uh, he's going to be in a match potentially against them. As how how often partner. did they follow logic in these? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, but look, well, I think him performing more would be great. Some people Me are too. pointing out that WrestleMania 21 was where Kurt Angle had that uh, super match with Shawn Michaels. Hmm. That's anyway, probably also part random, of it, too. If you're trivia. Kurt Angle, you're used to talking about a handful of WrestleManias that you know I like can, the back of your hand. Every Kurt Angle WrestleMania was a special. I can't yeah. think of one that wasn't. But he, but he knows he, all the he numbers. Only had, he only had a few, right? He had the... The uh, triple threat match, I think, with uh, Benoit and I think it was Jericho. And then he had the match with Sean and then the, the Lesnar match. Was there anything else? Eddie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Eddie. Yeah, yeah. But I guarantee you he knows those numbers are etched into his brain. Oh, Do you that's think... what you're saying. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. How often when... was he paying attention to WrestleMania 31 when that happened? Yeah. Was that on his radar? You know, uh, you know, you know, your stuff. I mean, you know, your era. So I. I cut him a lot of slack for that and good for him he'll be he'll be in a big match at wrestlemania so that'll be yeah be big i do i do hope he goes back to performing though in some fashion i do yeah Yeah. um okay elimination chamber match for the wwe universal title shot at mania the main event tonight Mm -hmm. elias versus john cena versus seth rollins versus finn balor versus roman reigns versus the miz versus braun Strowman. seven men in the chamber um, Rollins, Balor, and Miz started things off. And what did you think of the rhythm of this match, Matt, tonight, and how uh, it got started? I thought it was good. You did. I mean, they, what they kept pointing out how slow it started between the guys that they expected it to pick up from. Yeah. But, but it, no, I thought it, it, that was good. Every match should start should build into a crescendo. You know what I mean? I, I agree. That, 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 that's the way it worked, you know. Whether it was Cena coming in and supposedly picking up the action, you know, it was irrelevant. It did. A, they did a good job of crescendoing that match uh, to where they needed to, to get to to get it start cooking. But uh, I'll keep saying that I'm blue in the face. The women's, the women's match was better. I, I thought yeah. it was twice as better, actually. I felt like this oh. match was kind of nothing until Strowman got in there. It just felt like there was no energy with the crowd. Like they did not care about this until Strowman came out, and that's with Cena. Uh, you know, one of your biggest superstars in company history. They who they really phased down. He was yes, eating like nothing tonight. But I guess everyone was took that took the power slam and was pinned. So Braun pinned everyone until the end <laughs> with Reigns, which was yeah. It was it was unique. I mean, they really built him as this monster. But, but they tipped their hand in the process doing that. They were at boners about him eliminating every single person. It, it tipped a hand, in my opinion, that he wasn't going to win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But how weird was it that the commentary called out that the match started slow? Normally, they don't give 
But because they were like, oh yeah, it's a little started a little slower than we thought it would. And it was like, that's yes. an odd yeah. critique that yes, we giving. Um, I felt like they were amusing themselves during a lot of it, which yes. isn't. I mean, now Graves got that killer line about Elias being comfortable on plexiglass because that's how he spent time with his father as a child. Um, I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, these guys <laughs> um, were just trying to fill time, it seemed like, with a lot of this. They almost didn't know how to, you know, fill those gaps in that silence. You don't have to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the lost arts that, they, that nobody seems to want to listen to Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler broadcast. You don't have to talk. You don't have yeah. to. There's not a gun to your head. Shut up. Let <laughs> yeah. things let, lay out. Lay out. You know. Yeah, the commentary has been pretty bad. It's better with Booker gone, but it's still not definitely. Uh, better it's just not. Booker. It's not. It's just not. Jr. and Lawler added so much to a show. This is. It's just there. It's just noise, and you know, I guess you want that because just listening to a match with no commentary is gets tiring really quick. But, um. I like the Miz at the beginning, trying to do his little alliance thing, trying to too sweet Finn. I thought that was great, but then I felt there was a big lull for uh, a while until there were four or five guys in there and things really picked up. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, How great Rollins though, doing the fro- the frog yeah. splash from the top of the pod was pretty cool on the well, Yeah, it was. Everyone hitting their finisher on Braun and not keeping him down. I thought that yeah. was huge. Uh, but my thing is, bad to what you were saying about them sort of tipping their hand. With that in mind, how what's the logic that this guy took every finisher that their top stars threw at him and he's not the guy that should be going on to face and beat Brock at WrestleMania? You know? Just just a way to protect him, a way to still make him look like a monster. That's their logic and their thinking and booking it that way. Yeah. Right? Um I don't know though. I just think that uh they they continue to pick the wrong guy versus Brock. I don't know what else this guy needs to do. I think, um, I think first off, the thought of him against Miz at Mania just seems even more ridiculous now. Like how much of a monster they built him out to be, and I don't think anyone sees Miz as you know someone credible that could handle Braun at this point. So, but I almost wonder, you know, there's all this stuff with the the steroid thing with the that filmmaker John Bravo. Um, I almost wonder if they kept Braun really strong just in case they feel like they need to add him with what this video that he's saying that he's going to release in the next week. Um, there, there's, there's part of me that I think that this still has potential to be a triple threat. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I, that's kind of what it seemed like to me. Like they're keeping that option there um, because why have, if Roman is going to headline WrestleMania, why have Braun just kick the beat the shit out of him after the match like he was nothing. And if it's just to so get, the Las Vegas crowd doesn't boo, they weren't booing no. when Roman won. So um, they were booing they him during the match, but by the end, I mean, they were with him. And when Braun was doing the power slams on Roman, they, they popped some for the first one, but at the second and third, they really weren't, they weren't with it. Because they were pissed their boy didn't win. That's all. It's like kissing your cousin. You know what I mean? It's coming in second place. No one's going to cheer for that. You know what I mean? That's why. They're pissed. They just realized their boy is not wrestling at WrestleMania for the title. That's why. That's why one of those got a pop in the rest. We're like, well, who cares about this part? He's not going to Mania. That other idiot is. And that's what, if you're a Braun I'm saying. But what I was good. No, I forgot what I was going to say. God dang it. It was important, too. It was was a good point, actually. It was about, I think that... um, I thought they were booing uh, Roman a little bit toward the end there. Maybe I maybe I misheard that. Um, 
And the other thing is that you're never going to get this guy hotter than, than he was, he being Braun. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the guy's got to do. Um, it's, it's frustrating. And I think the real oh, – this is what I was going to say. I was stalling there. Um, <laughs> w- why he did what he did after the match, guys, this is my two cents. Maybe I'm wrong is to get them through, get um, Roman through to Mania. Because you ain't going to see Brock. You'll see Brock, what, a couple times on yeah. Raw, maybe? Yeah, he'll be on Raw tomorrow. I think he's on every week now, going to, going to Mania. Because I was going to suggest maybe on and Roman continue to do something over the next few weeks until they get to Mania. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, but setting he's, up a three-way, potentially. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed to me, um, even though... That those weren't the plans. So I know what their plans maybe, are. Maybe it's just what it was. For Roman, right? Make make, yeah. make make Super Roman finally. Yeah, yeah. Beat Brock. I mean, that's what they wanted for years, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's still still the plan. So um, we'll see. But Braun versus the Miz. I just I don't know. I don't see that. I mean, they're, I, I'm not saying they're not going to do it, but it just seems ridiculous on paper. It's a very short match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but even with all the comedy, I mean, and they'll make it a very comedic match. There'll be a lot of spots. There'll be a lot of funny parts. They'll ham it up. But how do you drag that out for more than five minutes? Right. Especially yeah. after how you had him looking tonight. Like, he destroyed the Miz and everyone else, and now he's going to have trouble with Miz on just a one-on-one match. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I, I, think that, I, I think they should call an audible and do something else, and maybe they have. Again, you know, maybe they're maybe they are worried about this John Bravo, Johnny Bravo video, and they're keeping yeah. their options open. We'll see. Um, yeah. So this was the last Raw only pay per view. Yeah. And they Next went. Time. They went long. They went long for yeah. sure. And guys in the chat, if there was anything newsworthy on on uh, Raw Talk, just uh, please type it away and let us know. Yeah. Um, man, Fastlane, you know, okay, so they showed a promo tonight with AJ Styles for Fastlane. Did you guys see that with AJ talking to the camera? I love that style. I'm hoping they do that for the other four guys as well. I thought that was a very compelling way to uh, sell the pay-per-view, especially given that it's going to be the last SmackDown only pay-per-view. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so Rhonda is going to be on Raw, and it is she'll be on Raw tomorrow night with Rousey, Triple H, and Kurt Angle to air everything out and move forward. So that's the <laughs> that's what they're advertising for tomorrow. I'm sure that we'll put all the drama to bed, and it will never be spoken of again. <laughs> yeah. so, oh man! There we go. Yeah. Um, what else do we got? You know, people were speculating Undertaker was going to show up tonight to start building towards mania do you think tomorrow or do you think they wait till uh a week or two more before building up undertaker versus cena now yeah you know what's interesting is they had, and granted they do a lot of these covers early but they they had the wrestlemania blu-ray cover um and again they a lot of these they do well ahead of time but it had ronda rousey so it couldn't have been that ahead of time but um yeah they have a bunch of people on the cover you know cena Reigns, Rousey, AJ Styles, Nakamura, but there was no Undertaker. So hmm. that could just mean that when they did the the cover, they weren't sure if he's going to be there or not. So uh, they just kept him off. But yeah, 
but he's clear. I mean, he's been working out, and I think it's clear that he's going to be there. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like it, you've seen more and more photos lately of him online. People are talking about he's much more mobile and doing better since the surgery. So, yeah, looks like it'll happen. And tonight they were saying, oh, Cena, how's Cena going to get to Mania? So I'm sure tomorrow night mm. that will be addressed. Good point. Yeah. What else do we got? We got that Johnny Bravo <laughs> video. Hey, Matt, have you been paying attention to this? No. No. So this filmmaker, so there's this guy, Richard Rodriguez, who his company, WFN, uh, supplied uh, steroids to a bunch of people, uh, like thousands and thousands of people. And he got arrested. They got busted uh, a couple years ago. So he's in prison. So he implicated Roman Reigns, Mark Wahlberg, and actress Mark Wahlberg and Josh. I'm going to screw up his last name, but Duhamel or Dumel or whatever his name is. Josh Duhamel. Duhamel. Okay. Yep. So he implicated them, and I guess part of that was be, and the reason why he named them was uh, as, as part of the discovery process during his, you know, his the proceedings. Their their names came out, so it seems like the DEA had talked to them or or something something along those lines. So anyway, they've been posting these videos. So so all three Reigns sent us a statement denying it. Uh, Wahlberg's denied it. Dumel, Dumel denied it and now Wait, they they're actually sent you and i'm sorry they actually sent you like like roman reigns wrote you a note yeah they sent us a, state, a statement a couple huh. it's like a few weeks ago i'm sure they sent the same statement to everyone it wasn't like roman just sat down yeah, but still, right. wrestling that, that, inc oh no yeah but usually they would avoid these yes, types of stories like yeah. absolutely yeah, like the not... plague they would have avoided that that's why i believe maybe roman doesn't have anything to sweat here yeah so now they're saying so now the filmmaker is saying that these orders that Reigns placed were before his suspension and that his suspension in 2016 was over these. And if that's the case, um, then it's, he already did his time. You know, he already paid the price. I was told it was over ADD. I I was told it was over, um, what's it called? What's the name of the Adderall? Adderall. Yeah. So that was the belief at that time was that it was over Adderall, but WWE never said, you know, specified what it was. Reigns never said what it was. And some people think the Adderall thing was just put out there. So, yeah, you know, um, but whatever it was, Rain said in his statement, uh, he said that they um, he's, t- you know, he failed that test and he's apologized and he's taken 11 tests since then and hasn't failed any. Um, but now this filmmaker there, they posted a video last week at Dumel. Uh, with receipts and transactions and stuff that they had, and they said they got one, the next one's going to be on Reigns, and that should be out this week. So, um, hmm. can people doctor receipts and things of that nature? Sure, they can, but I think in this case, I mean, it, it's, uh, this all seems legit. And uh, but the, the the problem is, it seems like he didn't interview over the weekend, and it seems like he's saying that these things all led to his last suspension. If that's the case, you're not really. Um, dropping some new bombshell. Exactly. Now, the one problem is Reigns in his statements that he had never heard of WFN or Richard Rodriguez. So by putting this out there... Maybe it's his friend. It could what be. If, what happens if it's friend's brother's second cousin? It's never right. going to be direct contact. When you're a superstar of that magnitude, guys, you're never going to be like a direct hookup to the main steroid guy. That's never that, that was, That's never going to be the case. But it's I think... Gonna, Go ahead. Yeah, but I think the thing is with these emails, I think they're direct. It's not. Uh, 
in these cases. And I think that's why they were implicated because the he in the interview, Bravo said that they're celebrity trainers that spent like 150 to 200 grand uh, on their clients. So th that would be a case where, you know, people are using a, a third party, but it almost sounds like right. in this case, it was direct. I'd like so to they're think saying, they're saying, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. So they're saying Roman Reigns is sitting there on his keyboard. <laughs> yep. I want testosterone, cypionate, tomorrow, <laughs> exclamation mark. That's what we're supposed to believe. That's well. There's that's no way he could be that dumb. No way. No I way. I think. I think if there was a, if it was a third party, then they would. They 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 wouldn't even bring up his name because they they would have nothing. I think. You know, what's to benefit here? That's the question I always ask in these situations. What's to benefit? If we're playing devil's advocate that this guy is full of shit. What's the benefit for the guy in jail? Does he get time off? I know. Uh, so people... they're they're making a documentary on this. So. Uh, okay. So they they get financial gain, but you know obviously they'd get sued if they were lying. They get, these are like some big, right? Games they're lying about, lying about. Yeah, yeah, they'd get sued. I mean, it's Mark Wahlberg who's you know a huge player in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh so... Jumel's got that Taco Bell, Taco Bell fries, and Fergie money. You could sue right. them with that. Yeah. So and there's no talk of that. And he he addressed it like with the lawsuit. He said if we were lying, you know. We'd, we'd get sued, but no one's going to sue us because we're telling the truth and we have the facts and the evidence. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't get personally though. What's the benefit here? Like why try to get these guys in trouble either? That's the other thing I'll never understand. I think it's for this documentary, this film that they're making. Um, He's really you know, upset that Braun is not facing Brock at mania. Right. Like, like dude, why go out of your way to screw up another man's life that bad? You know? Yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But again, in this interview so far, he said the the documents that they have with Reigns is before his suspension. So again, it's all for naught uh, because Reigns already paid his price for that. Now, he, yeah. he, he made a stupid yeah. statement by saying he'd never heard of Rodriguez or WFN. Because yeah. when he say something like that, even if he just bumped into him at a gym, if there's a photo, then that kind of kills your credibility. What's he supposed to say? <laughs> yes, yes you take I that, did. Take that, take that sentence you out. Take you the sentence take, out where you've never heard of Rodriguez. You, and you guys take that out of context and it becomes a headline. Yeah. It's not out of context. He said he's no. never heard of Rodriguez or WFN. Natalie in our chat's no, bringing up. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying if he says he did, you're telling, if he did, if he did hear of them, if he went the yeah. opposite round and said, yeah, you know what I did, but it was a long time ago. The, a long time ago, guys, ain't going to be in the damn bold face prank on the headline. You know it won't. Yeah. Here, here's, here's the full statement because that is what he said. Um, so he sent, this was the statement that was sent to us. It said, I've never heard of Richard Rodriguez or wellness, fitness, nutrition. I learned from the mistake I made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it. Since then, I've passed 11 tests as part of WWE's independent drug testing program. So if they just took out the sentence where he said, I've never heard of Richard Rodriguez or wellness, fitness, nutrition, that's all you need is the rest of that statement. And then this, this story coming up means nothing. Um, Natalie's asking in the chat, and I thought I'd read this as well. Didn't uh, this guy, this dealer, say that there were multiple wrestlers? Fifteen. So he's saying yeah. there's fifteen wrestlers that were clients. And uh, I guess the reason why the other fifteen they're not being named is because, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll look that up real quick. Um, I'm very surprised at that. This drug test, I'm telling you guys right now, this drug test that they have is ridiculous. Yeah, it's impossible to. It's it really is. Yeah. 
Well, aren't there some certain kind of uh, like HGH and stuff that don't that don't stay in your system? No, HGH absolutely tested for that, and they definitely do. But um, they, I thought they urine test, not blood test. There has to be a blood test. There has to be. They have to test for HIV. They got to test for all these other uh, different things. It doesn't cost cost that much more money to add HGH to that. And plus, that's not the main thing. What you should be asking me is, well, Matt, what about the guys that have prescriptions to take testosterone? Mm. That's that's the real question. And there are guys that once you hit age 27, 28, our levels drop. It doesn't matter who you are. It's just a natural part of the process with Mother Nature. And you can manipulate the system by saying, look, I got no test levels, doc. I need a prescription. And they will give you a very small amount of prescription. Uh, Not enough to have bodybuilding qualities, though. Yeah, just enough yeah. to get your guy to be normal. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're saying. So he's saying Reigns, Wahlberg, and Dumel were uh, their names were mentioned in the court discovery process. So it seems like the DEA spoke to those individuals. But um, the 15 wrestlers who had placed orders, they're they were not mentioned in the court discovery process, and they're not planning on outing those those people at least as of right now. So, um, huh. Yeah, but I thought HGH was the one that uh, rest, like MMA fighters and stuff would use to kind of get out of. That's why they wouldn't fail the the drug testing back in the day. But now with these back in the day, about their when they show up at the gyms and stuff. Now that's why they're getting popped is because if you know when you're being tested and you have enough time, you can get around. HGH stays in your system for a while. Okay, Long, longer than a water based testosterone, longer than a winstrol. Winstrol, Anovar, those are in and out of your system in 48 hours. Um, those are cutters. Those make you react faster, you know, run faster, um, jump higher, be stronger, get more cut and defined. Testosterone gives you that bulk, that strong, that strength, that recovery factor, and that stays in your system a lot longer. Stores in your fat cells for up to six months. What's the uh, what's the the steroid that's really strong? Um, not testosterone. No, not testosterone. There's another one. Uh, Deca. Deca is the one that they used to use in the '80s, right? Deca, Deca, and it's 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 good for it's good for uh, lubricating your joints, putting on some size as well, making your muscles harder. There's one other one that I'm. Someone is saying the half life of HGH in the blood is more or less 17 to 45 minutes. No. No. It doesn't even hit you. Do you put it in your stomach? Oh, whatever. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I, I think if 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 all those orders were before he got suspended, he got suspended for it. He did his time. It's kind of a non-story, uh, but him denying it is gonna kind of hurt his credibility on it. Yeah, that Let's sucks. See. Yeah, I, I just hate like like today's day and age. I hate to say it because I don't work there, so I'm no reason to give these guys props. But they've done such a great job of taking steroids out. And yeah. someone like me, who was always going to be, you know, six eleven, always going to be three hundred pounds, and not feel the pressure to take steroids, you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like I would have really benefited from that if this was around when I started yeah. this drug testing policy. I wouldn't have had to, you know, I'm not saying I lost spots to guys who were on the gas or anything of that nature. I'm not going to say something stupid like that, but there were a lot of guys that were hired that probably would have been hired if they didn't look a certain way. Yeah, and, and and I think it evens the playing field out tremendously, and they've done a great job WWE of having this most stringent test. That's a real, that's a shoot. 
Um, I was at their um, performance center talking to one of the trainers there, and I still walked away like, holy crap, I thought I knew everything there was to know about their drug testing, but it's twice as more, it's twice as difficult, as difficult to take something than I thought. They came to take creatine. Wow. Are you shitting me? Creatine? I was taking that like back in like, like the 90s. Yeah. Like, all that does is make you hold water. Yeah, the steroid. So I was thinking that I was thinking about Eximbo uh, brought it up. It's it's Trenbolone. Have you heard of that? Ah, Trenbolone sandwiches. Yes, of course. Trenbolone yeah. is a is a very good one. That's a great. Like, that was something like you guys knew. I used to take them. Obviously, I told. I always tell people this yeah. early on in my wrestling career, and uh, that was a that was one of my favorites. Uh, Trenbolone. I would take that with testosterone. Um, but then uh, Jim Ross came in and told me I looked. I don't look like an athlete anymore. He goes, he goes, didn't you play basketball? I was like, look like an athlete. You don't even look like an athlete anymore. He's like, so I don't know what you're doing, son, but get off the shit. And uh, this is before there was really any stringent testing. But Jim Ross, who was the head of talent relations at the time, tells me to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I just wish everyone else had to do it at the time. Yeah, and that, that's a really strong one, right? It is. It's very toxic, too. Yeah. It's not, it's not very good for you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll see, we'll see this. So that should be coming up, uh, this week. So, um, stay tuned to wrestling Inc. But I think, uh, I think ultimately it's, it looks like it's just stuff that led to his last suspension and all that's really coming out is that he was not busted for Adderall. It was, it could have been steroids. Yeah. I just, Uh, I just hate, I hate, I hate witch hunts. I hate them. Yeah. Great. Uh, so this is a very minor note, but we talked about this extensively on the podcast before about why isn't Cindy Lauper in the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, <laughs> right? And it comes up, there was, it was trending on social media. People were talking about this again the other day. We had said, and many people have said, oh, we heard they approached her years ago. She turned them down. Well, tonight, folks, right as the show was starting, I caught that glimpse of Cindy Lauper in the WrestleMania promo. There was a shot of her and Wendy Richter. I yeah. tweeted that I saw that. Wouldn't it be cool if next year Mania is in New York and Cindy Lauper gets inducted yeah. then? Lo and yeah. behold, three minutes later, Cindy Lauper retweeted me on Yay. her official Twitter account. So, so it doesn't seem like it's she's it's not a case of her not wanting to do it then. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. She absolutely deserves to be. Oh, absolutely, sure. I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I could see I could see it being like. At some point, they asked her to do it, maybe during the Attitude Era, and she didn't want to be associated with it then when it was pretty raunchy. Um, and, but now it's a, it's a very different product. Yeah. And especially with the women's division with Ronda, I think right now, that, probably more in line with her beliefs. That MTV special, guys, was enormous. Huge. Like, I, every, I'm telling you, every single house on my block, I'm not exaggerating, had that on. That's all anyone talked about. Yeah. Well, and that was the genius of the WWE back in the 80s. Is I remember going to school and the girls were talking about Cindy Lauper doing yeah. stuff with the wrestlers in WrestleMania. The guys were talking about Mr. T and we're talking about Hulk yeah. in Rocky 3. And it was the WWE, it found its way onto your radar. If you didn't know what it was, it found you. And she and it, was vital. And it was that. so realistic look of back then, too. Like that whole angle that they did when Roddy Piper went crazy and yes. started attacking Mr. T. And Mr. Yes. T and Mr. T came Al, in and Al, made the save. Captain Lou Albano. He had him, yeah, right, smashed he, him over the head with her. Yeah. 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 So awesome. But, uh, yeah. So it's possible. I think New York would make a lot of sense more than New Orleans. Uh, Kid Rock is the rumor if it hasn't been announced yet. I don't think it's been announced officially. No, that's they haven't the, announced. 
but the, yeah, the, the thinking rumor. for this year for the celeb wing. So who knows? Maybe next year in New York, it would make sense. It's her hometown. Yeah. Uh, so I guess real quick, I guess John Cena was on Raw Talk. He said something along the lines of he may have to go outside of proper etiquette to get a match at Mania. So I could, that's probably him calling out The Undertaker. It's so that that storyline that he he can't get a match at WrestleMania so silly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's John Cena. Hopefully, this kid will catch a break. Um, yeah. Do you guys see on social today? I was targeted that uh, trailer for Blockers, that movie that he I took time off to film. Oh yeah, I, I saw him at his commercial of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's looks been funny. a few trailers out over the last couple months. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a great movie, actually. It looks funny. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll be another hit for him. He's on a roll, man. I mean, I think yeah. uh, they're going to be lucky to keep him as long as as long as they can, but I can't imagine he's not getting insane offers just daily. Yeah, we just that. I just watched Daddy's Home 2 the other night. Have you guys seen that? No, no, no but I uh, heard uh, he was in the first one as well, right? Yeah, he, he just had a quick cameo in the first one at the end. He He, he wasn't in this one much, but he was... In it enough, and he he was he was really funny. Cool. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow night, folks, Monday Night Raw, the fallout from Elimination Chamber. Sure, we'll find out something about more about Cena's WrestleMania plans. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Undertaker. Who knows? Maybe yeah. a hint. Uh, Ronda Rousey tomorrow night confirmed. Roman, I'm sure, do some sort of promo. Bra- uh, Braun will do something. Brock and Heyman are going to be there. It's going to be a stacked Raw, and we'll be here to talk about it immediately after it goes off the air on the East Coast on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. One last thing. People are asking about Lashley. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been known for like a month that Lashley, I think Meltzer reported like a month ago, that at one point he was talking with New Japan and WWE, and then the, he basically stopped talking with New Japan. So that's clear that mm. he's Go got something with Go get your money, WWE. Bobby. Go make your money, Bobby. There's not even the debate here anymore. Yeah, and they were talking about him doing something with Lesnar after WrestleMania, if Lesnar stays. And, you know, he's he's doing that whole thing again where he's acting like uh, he might go to the UFC. So we'll see. I have a feeling at his age with J- the John Jones fight, not really a possibility uh, unless something crazy happened uh, regarding his, his uh, drug test failure. Uh, I, I see Lesnar re-signing with WWE. That Why makes not? Sense, yeah, it does. Cool guys. So, I think that just about covers it for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else. We got nothing else. <laughs> Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the latest info. Uh, you can follow BP Matt Morgan on Instagram and the Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter, and we will see you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. See you guys. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.